0: Hey friends, welcome to Wild Confidence Podcast, where we help one another find, keep, and share our confidence in Christ. I'm your host, Ainsley B. It's an honor to bring you some inspiring conversations with amazing guests. Before we hear today's conversation, I want to kindly ask if you'd leave a five-star review and share this episode with a friend who might like it. I'd also love to connect on Instagram, so find me at Ainsley B. Okay, I can't wait anymore. Let's get to know our guest.
1: Nicole Meyer is a wife, mom, author, and blogger. She has a passion for helping women walk in victory, joy, and faith in the face of trials, sorrow, and suffering. Nicole shares her faith and encourages women at her website,
0: NicoleJacobsmeyer.com, and on Instagram, at Nicole.Jacobsmeyer. Her first book, Take Back Your Joy, Fighting for Purpose When Life is More Than You Can Handle,
1: is out right now. So get it anywhere books are sold.
0: Hey friends, before we hop into
1: this episode, I do want to give a trigger warning. We talk about sexual assault, cancer, and miscarriages. So if any of that feels sensitive to you, please,
0: please do not listen today. And if you are listening, make sure you have a safe person with you.
1: Nicole, welcome to Wild Confidence. How are you today? Yay, Aidsley. This is so fun. (laughs) I love it. I love having you on because we normally talk like I don't know, almost every day, probably. Um, Thank the Lord for Marco Polo. Yes. And literally just sat and talked for 30 minutes before even recording. (laughs) So people are kind of just coming into our (laughs) girl chat. Uh, But for the first time ever, it'll actually be focused with real (laughs) questions (laughs) that have been pre-thought out. So I'm very excited to (laughs) hang out with you. This is so fun. Thank you so much. I have started the book. I'm so excited to continue reading it. Um, but I love, I mean, I'm already like a few chapters in and I'm like, this is good. Like this is some good stuff. Well, we but have you, so many similarities. Yeah, that's true. Which I
2: don't think I even realized until I started reading your book. And then we're <laughs> like, oh, what? <laughs> Yeah. I know
1: that is funny. And then we were talking about on Instagram, how we have some similarities on stories that we've posted and all those yep. things, which is probably why we became fast friends.
2: Yes. That's love.
1: <laughs> but that said, so you have, you've just been through a lot in general in life. Um, you've walked through some really crazy dark seasons and, you know, one of those being cancer, one of those being a miscarriage, like, Oh my gosh. It's just a lot, you know, and whenever we're thinking about the church or Christians and our faith and how to kind of reconcile grief and, and that it it does get quite gray. I feel like growing up, I wasn't necessarily taught how to navigate that. Yeah, So as a Christian, like how, how did you navigate that? And
2: have you felt the pressure to fake it or, you know, while you're going through this kind of stuff? Right, I mean, I grew up in a Christian home, and I think we read things like James in James, where it says, "Consider pure joy whenever you face trials." Yeah. Or we read about like the Proverbs thirty-one woman, where she just laughed at the days to come, and it's like so great. And it just seems lighthearted. It seems like, well, with God, and we can get through anything. Like it's going to be okay. We have the Holy Spirit. We have everything we need, which is so true. But there's a completely other side to our relationship with Christ. And that is this oneness that happens when you have this suffering and this deep pain. And so I, you're a very honest person and I am too. And it's like, it's, it's easy to share and to talk with those who are able to share as well and go to a friend and be like, okay, this is what I'm really going through. I need prayer this is what Uh I've just walked through. And then that person is like, absolutely, here's what I'm going through. But it sometimes feels like in the church that there's not that receiving end, that everyone just tries to really bring their best selves. And I don't think that's necessarily bad, but it is, it does make it difficult because we do have this whole other side of suffering and trials and so many tribulations that We've walked through and that we will walk through. And that needs to be talked about more.
1: Yes. I couldn't agree more. And then it's like I'm thinking of all those like stock answers that people give whenever they don't know what to say. Yeah. You're like, I'm struggling with this. And they're like, oh, just trust God's plan. And yes. Like, right. Yes. Sure. Okay. Yeah. All right. Yeah, That's- thank you. <laughs> thank you. Goodbye.
2: Like well- <laughs> i mean just like the things that are going through my head i'm like yeah uh oh yeah i mean i got so many of that of well god's never going to give you more than you can handle and it's like well shoot he must hate me because he's given me way more than i can handle you know but Mm -hmm. and then that mentality gets you really confused on the character of god and what a christian even is and then you kind of like misunderstand the gospel and then you're like back in this weird cycle of uh, I don't know if I should talk about this, but man, it's just so hard. You, you I, I think everybody just needs to read Romans. That's like where I always go to understand that suffering is normal and that we need to like normalize that suffering is just a part of our lives, that it's almost so much. I, I sometimes think that it's so much pain, like sprinkled in with some joys, mm-hmm. but instead of like thinking that our life is just so great with like, oh, sometimes things will happen. I mean, that perspective sometimes helps me <laughs> when I'm overwhelmed.
1: <laughs> yeah, oh my gosh. Yeah, I would I, I would agree. I think so too. So whenever you're talking to people who agree with you and you know, are like, yeah, I mean, I've been in the same shoes, I've walked through this and I didn't really feel like I could carry it. What do you say to them who feel like they couldn't be honest or can't be honest about their grief and their struggles and their sadness.
2: Well, I think that's just so sad. Like hopefully everybody can have a friend or just a person and confidence that they can share things with. But I think, I mean, even going back to Romans, Romans 8, 18, I love that it says for, I considered that the sufferings of this present time are not worth comparing with the glory that is to be, to be revealed to us. And just Mm. thinking of something like that is like, okay, this is all going to be worth it, that I can feel all these emotions. I can give grace to myself for however long this process takes to heal and that God can is going to come alongside of me. And we're going to walk through this suffering and this pain together because yes, he has equipped you. Yes. He does intercede for us and he is going to be the strength in our weakness and in our brokenness. And yes, he's the only one that can actually restore and heal and redeem any situation, but that takes so much time. And if we could just give ourselves that grace and, um, always just go to the word and that will help bring life back into a very broken situation. Mm -hmm. Yeah. That's so good. Is that
1: this is kind of a rogue question, but is going to the word and finding this restoration and this, I guess, um, almost new relationship with the Lord, like a more intimate or like the oneness that you described, is that how you could write so honestly about your miscarriage and the grief and all of that? Do you think that
2: is what got you to that place? I think, I think so. I mean, really looking back, just realizing that my life is about making Christ known, even in the suffering and most of the time in the suffering, because it's so easy to glorify God and share about God when everything's great, all these blessings, you've never had any trials. Like it's just this, you're, you're living the Instagram highlight reel. Right. And it's easy to share about God in those times, but when it's not easy, to talk about the faithfulness of God is when you're suffering and when you're going Mm -hmm. through things. I mean, I just remember a long time ago, I went through a horrific experience and was raped and the out, out of that listening to worship and reading scripture that says like, God is my protector and that he's my faithful father. And it's like, what, it doesn't, it doesn't make sense with what you're experiencing. And when we don't, when we don't fully understand that who God is in yeah. all ways, we're not going to be able to get through that, you know? Yes.
1: Yeah. I love that. I love that you said that because it is so true. And I feel like that's what so many people, um, use as like pushback points to argue yeah. your faith It's like, well, if this is to the God that you're, t- you believe in is then why does he do this? Why does right. he do that? And I'm right. like, hello, have you met humans? They were yeah. terrible people. <laughs> this ain't about it. You know, this right. is you know, it's like you're bringing him into this way before you're critically thinking about your own human nature right. <laughs> and free
2: will. And the fact that we have it and all of these things and how oh, evil like, this world is and how exactly, like, the, like you said, the free will, it's like, oh man, we just are so quick to Get mad at God, which is sad.
1: We, yeah, we really are. Um, okay, you are. We've we've talked about the enneagram just a little bit, and we we're trying to we we're kind of flip flopping like if you're a seven wing eight or an eight wing seven. Yeah. <laughs> but we've for now at least landed that you're a seven wing eight, right? No, no, I eight just, wing seven.
2: <laughs> yeah, what? I think so. I think eight <laughs> wing seven. Okay. Well, the honestly, most would I take it. <laughs>
1: honestly regardless of the combination both of those would be more avoidant with emotions yeah. mm-hmm. and kind of walking through them and letting them even come to the surface yeah you know so and you're not the only one because types would do that like those kind of types would it that is a common thing that they would do so what do you say to those kind of people who um have that tendency to avoid their emotions yeah. and see emotions as
2: a threat or like a, a block to deep faith and joy right. yeah one of the things when i read about an eight is like they don't want to be vulnerable and i feel like i mean maybe i should have like my husband tell tell everybody this but i feel like i'm a very vulnerable person so that's when i'm like okay i don't i don't necessarily believe that but when it comes to avoiding pain oh girl that is 1000% me because i just don't want to feel it and debilitated in my bed and i was just like this is the most uncomfortable place ever and i spiraled into depression because i'm a very power through like let's get this over with i just wanted to move on to the next season and be healed but When you pause and kind of let God control instead of yourself, you see the bigger picture. And God was so gracious to meet me in those worst moments to kind of show me more of this purpose, more of this understanding, more of this joy that wasn't based on my circumstances of pain. And that is something that I don't think. I would have ever learned if I literally had to be completely slowed down to the point of, I couldn't do anything myself, which is so sad. And so it was so hard, but I was able to see on like a bigger scale. So there is purpose in rest. There is purpose in, in feeling those emotions and working those out with the Lord as uncomfortable and painful, it is, it's, it is worth it in the end, not when you're going through it, but afterwards, I guarantee you, you know, you'll look back and be like, God, use that.
1: Mm -hmm. Yeah. I really like that. You said that there's purpose in rest, because I think that goes directly against what culture tells us. Oh yeah. And like a go, 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 like you have to be productive. Like all of those same kind of mindset is actually, you know, not what the Lord is always calling us to like calling us to rest and telling us like where to put our burdens and, you know, because his, is light, like all of these things, it's like, he's saying, slow down a second, be still, be still and know that I'm God. Like all of these things are calling us to be still or rest or whatever. So the fact that that is the complete opposite of what we are conditioned to do. I feel like that just speaks volumes.
2: Well, I think too, we, we almost feel like it's lazy if mm-hmm. we're resting it. That's what we, that's what we think. Mm-hmm. And so I am not a lazy person, so you will find me resting. You know, <laughs> that's like what I thought. <laughs> yeah. And I, it's like, I had to prove that, no, I, I am strong. I am responsible. I, I do a lot. You know, <laughs> I'm not just sitting at home all day, you know? And so we almost, Fill it too much to where we we don't pause and see what God is doing around us and that is so important especially if you're a mom and have kids like I was literally about to say yeah. you have all the kids you're never
1: not doing something
2: <laughs> yeah
1: <laughs> I feel like if you have four kids you have all the kids yeah <laughs> every, every kid is yours <laughs> it's a lot it's a lot but I love it <laughs> <laughs> but that but you're always doing something like oh yeah always yeah. Whether it's what That's why it's like the rest is probably so crucial for yourself. And yeah. even, though, I mean, I only have one child, but I'm still always doing something.
2: Right. Yeah. There's still, it, it's a lot like kids, You. she's not in school yet. So it's not like you have all this time, like, okay, I'm going to plan it when she goes to school. Mm-hmm. These are the things I'm going to accomplish. It's like, you still have her right all the time. So right. yeah, it, it can be a
1: lot. <laughs> It is, but that's why that rest I think is so important because we can kind of almost remember our place as a child. Yeah. And like, okay, well, this is us take being taken care of by the father when we allow it. Yeah. When we like quiet and be still and just like, okay, now let's remember my place and my that I'm being taken care of now.
2: That's good.
0: Okay, I'm gonna tell you something that I'm kind of obsessed with. Jess Connolly told me about it and I'm not ever turning back for sure. It's called Nuuly. Basically, you subscribe and rent any six styles of clothes every month for 88 bucks. You get fast, free shipping and returns. There's no hidden fees and you can pause or cancel at any time. I got to tell you, my favorite thing there is the free people dresses. And I have a referral code for you if you go to AinsleyBritain.com forward slash links to get $10 off of your first box.
1: So thinking of that perspective shift, you actually shifted your perspective from your agenda to the Lord's agenda during your cancer treatment. First of all, yeah. I want to know just a little bit more about the story because I haven't <laughs> gotten incredibly far in the book yet and I'm so excited to, but how what was your thought process a when you found out that you had cancer and like what? How did yeah. you even?
2: So, it was a really it was a really awful 6 months to a year that we had, and this was only a few years ago. So it's still like, it's still fresh, you know? Yeah. Um, I don't know if I'll ever be over it, but it's still there. And basically I had um, my first miscarriage. And then a couple of weeks later, we found out we were moving across the country for Andrew's, that's my husband, his residency program. And then I found out shortly after that that I was diagnosed with cancer. And then 10 days after that we moved. And then I had surgery the same week that my husband started his intern year. And the this was in just week. like yeah. And so it was just like a few months apart, all of this happened. And so I I think that I just became very numb. And I couldn't do I couldn't do anything. Like I couldn't even process. Honestly, right. my first, my first reaction to a lot of things is anger. That's usually my go-to. I'm not like, Oh, I, I cry or, Oh, I did this. Like it's usually anger. Like i just get pissed. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and I don't know if I want to say that on here, but you are. <laughs> I just get so angry about what I'm going through. And I, and I, that's just my reaction. And so it was almost like I couldn't mourn the loss Of the miscarriage until after I started like healing through the cancer stuff because it was just so back to back. I couldn't, I had to like compartmentalize what was most important in that season of taking care of myself and my family and all the things. But basically, I just found out we were packing boxes and took a little break and, you know, airplane where you're like on your back and your kid is on your their, your feet on their tummy. And you're like zooming through the air and you're playing like that airplane game. Yeah. So I was doing that with Wesley and he was cracking up and then he looks down at me and he's like, what is that? And I was like, I don't know, like, do I have food on my face? And he's like, no, it's on your neck. And so I went over to the mirror and I had this huge, like not in my neck and i had no idea what it was thankfully andrew was home and he came over and was like you need to get that checked out so <laughs> it just shows how busy and like not focused on myself that i was because looking back at photos it was so obvious that i had this like massive thing so i go check it out i thought you know oh maybe i need some thyroid meds but it ended up being a cancerous tumor that looked like the size of a golf ball. It ended up being, once I got it out, it was like the size of a ping pong ball and the cancer spread throughout my entire neck. And now I have a 10 inch scar. And I was like, it was, it was absolutely horrible. It was horrible. So that's how I found out my little four-year-old at the time. And thank God that he was so like detail oriented. (laughs) Yeah.
1: I mean, can you like what, how long would you, I mean, that. that's, down, that's a different rabbit hole, rabbit trail. Um, oh my gosh, that's wild.
2: Yeah. So what it did, it was so weird.
1: What, how on earth, I'm just trying to think like, how did you, how did God meet you where you were in the thick of this? Like you're, you were saying that you were in bed at one point feeling depression and like, But then you're also compartmentalizing and playing airplane with your son, like you're in survival mode.
2: Yeah, it was 1000% survival mode. And I think that now looking back, God completely carried us through and met all of our needs and gave my husband the strength, especially because he was in his intern year, plus playing mom and dad and like organizing all these meals and like doing all this stuff because I couldn't even wipe my own butt. And it was like, well, what do you do? And I couldn't, I couldn't do anything. And so I see now like how God just gave our, just this peace in our home.
0: And it all
2: was just almost seamless of what God did. And while there was so much brokenness and pain and healing that needed to happen in, you know, physically, it's like, he just, he took care of all the details and I couldn't have planned it better than what God did. And I think it's just a testimony to how our whole life is, needs to be pointing to Christ because we try so hard to control it and to, you know, just have this idea of what we want our life to Mm -hmm. look like and Mm -hmm. and once god comes in and just it sometimes feels like he wrecks that but it is built back so much more beautiful and it was a a very eye-opening season for us in our marriage and spiritually and all the ways. <laughs> yeah, I guess so. And I'm honestly thinking like we were talking earlier about you being a healthy
1: eight. And I'm wondering if it's because you literally had to let go of all control yeah. and yeah. you saw his faithfulness and therefore it kind of showed you, oh, th- that's why this is so concrete. Like, this is why I can trust it because I've yeah. seen how concrete that God shows up, how faithful he is, like, you've seen it, you have seen it more clear than most people ever will.
2: But it's still hard for me, which is so sad to say. But if I'm being honest, it's still hard, like, thinking of different things that have happened this year, and how bad I am at that initial trust, you know, and I think that that's, you have to grow in these things, you have to choose Them, you have to be disciplined, you have to get in the word, you have to remember those like pillars in your life that God has been why He's been faithful, how He's been faithful, and remember all of those details that He will come through, He is good, He is all these things. But my initial thing is still, you know, anger or what in the world, why God, you know, and I hate that. I'm like, (laughs) come on, you're better, Nicole. (laughs)
1: come on pick it up yeah but that's human that's so human that's so like yeah that is so human I I I agree I'm like the Lord has shown shown up over and over and over and yet I still am whenever something gets bumpy I'm like why can't I just coast right why can't I just coast a little bit (laughs) it's so true unfortunately that's the uh AJV version (laughs) of the Ainsley version of the Bible says, and you may coast, but that's not actually in there. (laughs) So, and honestly, I think that you and I are not alone in this. I think many women, I mean, men too, but everyone struggles to walk in the confidence and contentment of Christ. Like, I think that is so human and normal of us, but yeah. But we're always called for more and for better and and higher. So how can we take faithful steps toward that joy? You know, every day. How do we choose it every day? How do right. we take it back, if you will?
2: How do we take back this joy? <laughs> Woo. Well, I do think there's there's a few things that come to mind that we might not have touched on, but like forgiving people who have wronged <laughs> you, that brings so much joy. Mm -hmm. When you are obedient to what the Lord has commanded and you are disciplined in those ways that brings so much joy and it is hard. And I'm not saying it's just like, oh, so simple. Go forgive, check. It is painful to learn. And there's so much humility that has to come through that. But forgiving those people who you're just like, ah, that does bring joy. And that's what we're commanded to do. I also think um, speaking out loud, what God has done and Mm. whether that's like praying the Psalms or just making it more of your, how you're talking with people, not the complaining side. I think it's great to vent. I think it's great to get counseling and journal and get angry. That's totally fine. Do what you got to do, but we can't stay there in that place and choosing the joy choosing the um like the gratefulness and remembering those things and speaking out loud what God has done and sharing the testimony that God has mm. given you and reading the word like these are all things that's like oh yeah so simple but it's like so hard to be disciplined in those you know yeah i like that though i like i like all of the
1: boxes you can kind of check off almost because it's so easy to forget. And you just kind of get wrapped up in your right. daily life. And you're like, no, these are the things I need to go back and, you know, focus on not as to do list tasks, but as ideas that you can return right. back to. Like I wrote down, pray the Psalms out loud. I'm like, I love that. I literally printed out Psalm 91 the other day. And yes. I just kind of highlighted and kind of thought about it, but I'm like, i am gonna pray that out loud. Like yes. that's what I'm going to do.
2: Yes, I love that. And it's right there for you. <laughs> you Don't yeah. even have to think about it. <laughs> exactly. Exactly.
1: Cause I know we're oh all busy. Oh my gosh. <laughs> Seriously. Okay. So I want to, I want everybody to be able to keep up with everything you're doing, including this book. It's out now so they can Woo! go get it right away. Where can they get it and where can they keep up with you online?
2: Yeah. So I am mainly, active on Instagram. That's kind of I don't have TikTok. Well, I did download it. <laughs> Ainsley and I were talking about this. <laughs> and like, I just uh... I gave up real quick. So Instagram is just at Nicole.jacobsmeyer. And then my website is Nicole And that's all the things. And then where are our books? Like it's Barnes and Noble, Amazon, Mardell, Christian Book, um, yeah. maybe a couple others. So wherever you buy books
1: <laughs> yeah exactly especially online although i did see mine in store recently and i almost that had is a so heart attack. exciting oh my goodness so whenever yours comes out or no it's out now sorry um we're recording this in advance <laughs> Oh <yeah. laughs> um but check out a mardell because that's where someone else saw mine too someone else uh saw it in person so that's where i'm I gonna too. i'm gonna be on the hunt I I am going to look. I'm freaked out. I've literally told the worker, and they were like, okay. (laughs) Couldn't have cared less. Good for you.
2: And you're like, do you realize how long this book took me? Yeah. How emotional it was. Yes.
1: I'm like, this is a labor
2: of love. Appreciate
1: it. Yes. (laughs) (laughs) Nicole, thanks for hanging out. Everybody, grab, take back your joy.
2: I'm so excited to finish reading it. Thank you so much for having me.
0: Hey, thanks so much for hanging out today. I pray that you're able to see yourself how the Lord sees you, so you can hold your head a little higher and shine your confidence a little brighter. I would so appreciate if you would leave a review, subscribe, and share this with a friend. And of course, I want to stay connected with you. Find me on Instagram at B, and my website is AinsleyBritain.com. See y'all later.